I felt like yesterday was a cry for help. Yes. It was done in a bravado manner mm -hmm. so people can miss the message. I don't want to see what the tantrums look like if they get worse than what we saw yesterday. Exactly. So hopefully and we then, can bring them back into control. And he's 33 years old. He's young in the grand scheme of things, yeah. meaning he has a long life, hopefully. Yes. Ahead to live in terms of he got to hit 40, mm -hmm. he got to hit 50, mm -hmm. and life without after football, life after football mm -hmm. is deeper than sports. Man, what will he do? What's up, guys? Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. I'm E. This is Chris. We're here with season two of Deeper Than Sports. Absolutely, man. Happy New Year, everybody. We are excited to kick this episode off, to kick this whole season off. Yes, I got are. my big homie. I'm Chris Sane, and we about to put it down for this year, guys. We got a jam-packed video for you guys. We got a lot that we want to talk about. Me and my boy, we've been dying to get back to doing what we do. Yes. And today, we're going to start off with just... What are some of the things you have in terms of goals for 2022? I'll let you kick it off, and then I'm going to talk about a little bit of what some of my goals are, and we'll see how we end the year out at the end of the year. Uh, it's, I'm all about just being better, man. Like We got a chance at it being the top of the year to just try to refocus in places. So I just want to be a better man in my family, in my faith, in my finances. I love that. Just to be a quick overview, and then, like I talked to you like a week or two ago, we were talking about just closing some circles, dotting some t's, dotting some eyes, and uh, crossing some t's on my certification in my job. Like so, you know, what I mean, just kind of taking things in a more serious note. I love and that. Tightening up. I love that. Faith, family, and finances. Getting your certification, man. Mm -hmm. That's what upper mobility looks like, man. I'm with mm -hmm. you, bro. I'm trying to be better in all facets of life: my spiritual life, my marriage. I want to be a better friend. Like I said to you earlier, man, I want to do more collaborations with individuals, whether I'm sharing my platform or helping elevate their platforms. The whole nine, man, I'm just looking forward to an awesome 2022. And I'm thankful because, again, we survived COVID. Correct. And COVID took out a lot of people this past year in terms of them not being with us coming into this year. And so just for us to still be here on this side, just for us to still have the Lord got us protected and he kept us I am elated for that, man, and I can't wait to just do what I can with what time I got left on this and side Surviving well. COVID is an everyday battle, man. It like, is. So for us to make it through these two and a half years, two years of this battle, like you said, we got to salute and hand Facts. Facts. Yeah. Go ahead and dive right to it, man. You know how you put it down, bro. <laughs> so I'm excited, man. I'm excited to bring to you, man, this. We got to talk about it. We got to talk about what's the, the hot, hot topic, topic is what exactly. everybody been talking about. What's been all over the news waves is uh, former receiver Antonio Bryant of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, we want to talk about how he decided to leave that game. Absolutely, man. But before we dive into that, because <laughs> we got a lot to unpack, I want to preface everything that me and my bro talk about today with making sure that we put mental health at the forefront of what we about to discuss, mainly because we don't want that to get lost. In everything we're going to discuss because mental health issues are alive and well and we're not going to make excuses cool. for anybody's behavior, but we don't want to glaze over the fact that other things psychologically could be at play. OK, so with that being said, I think he had a manic episode. I think he had 
a moment where he just kind of began to self-destruct right before our eyes. And mm-hmm. I'll be the first to tell you guys, as him being one of my favorite players, it was just disheartening to me to see what all the chances and opportunity he has had in the past mm-hmm. for him to have this moment on national TV in New York in front of and everybody. Then I, I think you classified it correctly, man. It's, had to be, it's a meltdown. That's exactly what it is for you to melt down. In front of 75,000 people. Exactly. In the fashion that you do, like taking off your helmet or the shoulder pads and you're throwing the shoulder pads on the sideline, removing your T-shirt and your gloves and throwing up up into the stands. Like, come on, man. Like, it's a way. Even if if you were pissed off about something that was said on the sideline or done, it's a way to do everything. You're 100% right. No matter, guys, that's listening to this today, there's always a right and wrong way to handle every situation. Mm -hmm. A.B., you know I love you. But that was the wrong way to handle it. And so anybody that's watching this and tuning in and influenced by that, please don't go about a disagreement in that manner because you can ruin not only your life, but your career. Mm -hmm. And so the other thing that I was most disappointed about was the fact that Tom Brady went out on a limb to extend an olive branch to bring you in, let you live in this house, keep you or on the right track, or at least try to help keep you on the right track. And so... For all of what we don't even know behind the scenes he's done for you, Mm -hmm. for all of that to be flushed down the toilet, man, with one manic episode of you being upset that he going to Gronk. You're going to your boy Gronk. Exactly. You're going to your boy. So, yeah, that that exactly is back to that being an episode because just that's not the way to handle no situation for one. Two, like you said, the GOAT looked out for you. Brady Mm -hmm. brought you into his house. Took you under his wing, uh, not only uh, in Tampa, but he did it in Tampa. I mean, in New England as well. Yeah. So, like, he's been reaching out for you, been your big brother. He's been, been trying to send you the olive branch to get you and on then the right track. What people might not know that's not real deep into this, like we are, like, even the year y'all won a Super Bowl. In the biggest game of your career, he made sure that you got a touchdown. He made sure you hit your incentive. You made sure that you reached your incentive goals. That's little stuff that people might glaze over. They might just say Antonio scored in the Super Bowl, yeah. not knowing that you had a dollar amount incentive that he mm-hmm. was intentional Start about ensuring you got. Leading up to the Super Bowl, he force fed you. Yes. In several games to make sure you reached those incentives. You yeah. had a certain amount of catches. You had a certain amount of yards. Mm-hmm. Like, and he was going to do that same thing for you, not only this game, yeah. but again in Carolina next week, had you still been, had yourself available and giving your so services my, up. My, my whole thing is I don't understand the cause for the breakdown, Chris. Um, he had, Brady went to him five times in the first mm-hmm. half. So he was going his way. He had. Four catches, I think, at the 26 time. yards. 26 yep. yards. So, like, you just continue on your pace, you're going to hit your incentives. And the coach come to you on the sideline like, yo, yeah, we're going to get you your incentives. You just got to go back in the game. Yep. So, for him to decline, for her, for it to kind of snowball the way it did, I just hope A.B. takes the time and looks inside of himself and the situation and says, you know what, man, maybe I could have handled that better. Maybe I am dealing with something more then I can handle it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Maybe I am manic depressant. Maybe I do have some traits of bipolarism. Maybe it's some things that I can't control that I need to go sit down and talk to somebody else. Maybe I need to do an inpatient like Brandon Marshall did. Yep. Maybe it's some, but I think he needs to start with the ownership and accountability first. Yeah, he got to look inward. He got to look inward. He got to look at the man in the mirror. Mm-hmm. My thing is that I'm hoping that the NFL PA, 
That's the NFL's player association. I'm hoping that they really truly care about this individual. Yeah. I'm talking about Antonio Brown, the person, because mm-hmm. he's one of the best receivers of all time. His yeah. stats and everything will match up against anybody. However, if you love this man, you will make sure he don't play another down, but mm-hmm. yet you still support him the same way as if he was scoring touchdowns for you mm-hmm. each and every Sunday. I'm big on that level of support in terms of what so, he needs. I, that's a, amazing, but I got a question for you. Do Would you believe that the NFL Players Association has a, a, a individual in place that can identify something going wrong with Antonio Brown like they would somebody with a drinking habit or a weed addiction or opioid addiction? You know what I mean? It's people in place that that identify those people when they get those people help. That's a great point. In my eye, it's more of emotional intelligence it's a it's a it's it's a deeper issue that's mm-hmm. more psychological than so you guys know he don't drink he don't smoke mm-hmm. okay so he don't have those vices what he has is a mental breakdown something cognitive is happening in terms of him not being able to handle his emotions appropriately he's doing irrational and erratic things mm-hmm. at the wrong time like you having a tantrum like you're a kid, but you're a 33-year-old man making millions. people. You know what I'm saying? And so he's doing a lot of things <laughs> that just, just, you're, like, just imagine this. If you guys went to work right now mm-hmm. and threw your uniform off and threw your gloves down in your mask and walked out your job. That's mm-hmm. the equivalent of what he did. Who's going to go into work tomorrow and do that? Mm-hmm. None of you guys and many people face mm-hmm. mistreatment in the workplace. Many people go through things, mm-hmm. but 99% of people won't handle it in that manner. Correct. He does because there's something correct. missing, something, the I link think, is not there. I think you're 100% correct, man, and I can't I can't agree with you more in that manner, but also, like I said, we need to figure out, or not we need to figure out, but hopefully, like, a Brandon Marshall could reach out to yep. maybe somebody that has been in his shoes, somebody that has... Been in, in shoes that he hasn't been in yet. Mm-hmm. Somebody that's taking the challenge to say, you know what? Mentally, I feel like something's wrong. And, and I took the challenge and I wanted to get better. And that's what he went and did. So hopefully, like a Brandon Marshall or I am athlete, somebody can reach out, man, and maybe touch AB in a way that he hasn't been. The last before. thing I'll say about this, man, I felt like yesterday was a cry for help. Yes. It was done in a bravado manner. Mm-hmm. So people can miss the message. You threw your jersey off. You threw mm-hmm. your shirt in the stands. Mm-hmm. You trotted off the field. You waved to the fans. Mm-hmm. That's a cry for help from a man with a lot of pride. Mm-hmm. So it don't look like your typical person that's depressed, down and out. Woe is me, crying, emotional. No, it's but it's still a cry for help. And that kind of cry gets overlooked every day of the week. Mm-hmm. And I'm just fearful that we will continue Leslie, look over mm-hmm. his cry for help and just say, man, we hope he get the help he need. But we just say that, but nobody's taking real action I hope to do. support him. I hope we do, man. Because we can't, we don't, we can't, and we can't. I don't want to see what the tantrums look like if they get worse than what we saw yesterday. Exactly. So hopefully and we then, can rein them back into control. And he's 33 years old. He's young in the grand scheme of things, yeah. meaning he has a long life, hopefully. Yes. Ahead to live in terms of he got to hit 40, mm-hmm. he got to hit 50, mm-hmm. and life without after football, life after football mm-hmm. is deeper than do? sports. Man, what will he do? And exactly. so, that's that's where my mind is at. Me and my bro is not here to bash mm-hmm. him in any way. We take mental health very, very seriously, 
But there's some accountability that still has to be taken, even in your mental lapses and things of that nature. So it's a way to handle and go about everything you deal with in life. We often say it's not what happens to you, but how you respond to it that shows the type of character and integrity that you have. And so for us, we just hope Antonio Brown gets the help he deserves. But anybody out there that has mental health issues, go talk to somebody. Yeah. Be open about the emotions that you're feeling, the things you can't rationalize in terms of why you're going through what you're going through, because you're not in it alone. And there's people out there that's skilled enough, that's licensed to help you deal with these things the right way. Yes, I love it. My last point would be this. I'm I'm just dis- I'm just dis- disappointed in the people that let AD get this far without Man. correcting his behavior. The ones Facts. that the football coaches or the uncles or somebody in the neighborhood Facts. that might have saw him having outbursts at a younger age or doing some things mm-hmm. that that could have been corrected earlier, so we don't get here. Facts. Oftentimes, most uh, athletes, if your production is high, tolerance is high for you. Yeah. Moment your production starts to slip. That's when people want to look at you kind of sideways. They be crazy or they want to put the crazy or label you in a way. Mm-hmm. But again, I just if it's a cop about being accountable. If you know somebody or you in one of those situations, try to grab them by the hand and let them know some of the things they could do better versus letting that problem absolutely fester and just and, and grow and grow and grow. When you enable bad and poor behavior, yeah. this is the result of what you get. People have allowed Antonio Brown and people like Antonio Brown, gifted, special, talented, to do this. But ultimately, guys, you're hurting them in the long run because when they self-destruct and you do it on public TV in front of 75,000 people, guys, it don't end well nine times out of ten. Stop enabling. Get them the right kind of help and accountability they need. It matters. It saves lives. All right, so we on a lighter note, we love AB, but on a lighter note, we want to. I want to transition, or let's talk about not transition. Let's talk about the uh, college football playoffs. Let's talk about Alabama versus Cincy, Georgia versus Michigan. Man, I'm starting with Michigan, bro. <laughs> I'm going right in. Just for everybody watching today, we are from Michigan, <laughs> born and raised, man. And so it's go blue all day, man. I am a Spartan. My wife is a Spartan. So again, it's go green, go white, but. I say it all the time. I'm not the Michigan State guy that don't like Michigan. I got love for both. Listen, man, with that being said, I want to salute Jim Harbaugh. I want to make sure that I give him his flowers and his just due for, to me, his most successful tenure or season at the University of Michigan. Mm -hmm. They won a Big Ten championship and they made the college football playoffs. I think for him... This was needed. Yes. And it was long overdue. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm a little harder on Jim Harbaugh because, to me, he's done very little with the opportunity he has bestowed upon him. So, with that being said, man, winning the Big Ten Championship, although cool, is not enough. Mm-hmm. I needed to see how they measure up against elite programs such as Georgia and they failed the test miserably. Bro, I saw a significant difference in speed, mm-hmm. talent, mm-hmm. size, everything. And Michigan just looked like they didn't even belong on the same field as Georgia. You make some good points, man. I'm a Michigan fan. I'm 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 really a Michigan fan. Chris been going back and forth, but we get to that another day. But uh, <laughs> as far as Georgia, Georgia did look on a they were on another level. I would say that's the national championship contender mm-hmm. versus the Big Ten 
contender. Facts. You know what I'm saying? So, and we talk about it all the time where the SEC is just always a tougher conference. The Big Ten is, they are big, we big bruisers, but the SEC is big, fast, and strong. So, mm-hmm. And that was on display. But I will say I'm happy about the Michigan season because we did beat Ohio State finally. Mm-hmm. It's been forever. And we won a Big Ten championship. That's that's a huge accomplishment. That's a huge accomplishment. Yeah, I, I, think, I think Harbaugh needs credit for that. Yeah. But now, because this is such a standard at Michigan, this needs to be a consistent thing. We're paying you to beat Ohio State and Michigan State. I agree. It does need to be a consistent thing. It is time. For yearly to be both of them in the same exactly. year and always contend for the Big Ten championship. But I think finally he's starting to get in his four and five star recruits. Before he maybe had some three star, three and four star, but mm-hmm. now we're starting to sprinkle so you, in a so couple you, five So stars. you think he got some of his players in his system? Now. I do. I think Michigan was not able to recruit on the level that they believed the school was on. Mm. Like, yeah, we all know the brand Michigan, but these cats nowadays don't know that brand. They mm-hmm. don't care about that brand. That's a good point. So you got to show me, bro. Y'all got to okay. Y'all good now? You gonna go to a Big Ten championship game? Okay, I mm-hmm. might come. Jordan deal, cool. You know what I'm saying? Like you got to put some stuff in front of me. Yeah, that's gonna be appealing for me to come. I don't care that this Jim Harbaugh. Yeah, he ain't enough. He ain't enough. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I'm. I didn't. I wasn't around when Jim Harbaugh played for the Colts or none of that stuff. I don't care about none of that. <laughs> Alabama, Cincinnati, man. Check this out. Now, my thing with that is this, bro. I feel like I told you this example. Appalachian State beat Michigan. Remember that year? <laughs> yeah. And so every blue moon, a small school get a fluke win mm-hmm. over a big program. Yeah. I was rooting for Cincinnati. Coach Luke Fickle, major salute to him. Yeah. My DB sauce, I like him. I, I like a lot of what Cincinnati was doing. But – the letdown against Alabama, you heighten the argument that you don't belong. Mm-hmm. And I just wish the performance would have looked a little better, but Alabama just looked it on a whole nother level, similar to Georgia versus Michigan. You Correct. feel me? I do. So Cincinnati, I believe. So I will say this. I Shout out to Cincinnati mm-hmm. for having a great season. Absolutely. Undefeated is undefeated, man. So, like, I don't want to knock them for going undefeated. Nobody beat them, and they took full advantage of their opportunity. Mm-hmm. One. Two, I'm more so mad at the other big guns that didn't take advantage of their opportunity. <laughs> Good you know point. what I'm saying? Good like, point. it was nobody in the Pac-12 that was going to do anything. No other teams from the ACC or Notre Dame. Like, You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Other guys that just kind of faltered along the way. So, Cincinnati, like, yo, we we undefeated. We keep winning. We're going to be in this thing. So, I want to give them kudos, but I definitely understand what you're saying. But also, I would say the SEC has proven their dominance. That's yeah. what these games have shown It's me. levels. It's levels to this. Like, it's national championship contention, then it's everything else. Like, everything else. It's cool to make it to the Final Four, but we're actually going to compete for the national Now, I will say this, and I'm going to give a major shout-out and major salute to Cincinnati for this. What it did show me was programs of all sizes are now competing at the highest level. Meaning, young athletes, when you guys are out there, you don't all have to run to a Power 5 school and only, like my boy said, sit on the bench for three years when you can go to Cincinnati and have an awesome career. You can go to an HBCU and have an awesome career. Travis Hunter, top recruit in the country. Mm Mm-hmm. Landed at Jackson State, a HBCU. Yeah. Listen, guys, the game is changing. The landscape is different. 
I am happy that we got talent dispersed all over the country now. Okay. I, I think that creates parity, man. And I think that'll be the best thing for college football. If you have a school that has good boosters and a good backing, you can kind of create a name, image, and likeness package Facts. to get the players that you want to get Facts. in. So like it's it's gonna be more creative ways to get in to get the player. Mm-hmm. To get the, the one guy or the two guys that you really want, you're gonna have to create a deal to create a situation that's more favorable for those guys. You're like, you know what? I want to go there now because they got a they got a game deal, they got a shoe deal, they got a car dealership deal that I like, apparel deal. You just never know. Now the wild card in all of this is the transfer portal. Yes, it is. That is going to create a whole new situation and dynamic in terms of like players that's unhappy, players unwilling to compete running to the transfer portal versus sitting, earning their keep and playing out their careers. Mm -hmm. That's going to be a dynamic that I'm going to keep my eye on, man, for years to come just to see how that coupled with the name, image and likeness all come into place now that we got big five-star athletes going to HBCUs as well as power five. Before we get off of that, I would love that the the transfer portal is amazing. It's the gift and the curse. Yeah. Right? Because you you can go into the transfer portal and maybe get a good player or a good player come to you. But you also can get a knucklehead. You also can get a guy, like you said, running from competition, a guy that didn't like the coach or doesn't want to compete or a knucklehead or don't want to go to class. You know, I'm just going to transfer. And that also can hurt your young guys. You be took a chance on the guy coming from somewhere. I bring this guy in, and now you your young guy not it. playing. He's not getting as many reps. You know what I'm saying? So it, it's like I said, it's the gift and the curse with the transfer portal. Like you said, that will be a great dynamic to kind of see it play out and unfold. Because That's what you're I right, want, man. man. You right, bro. You hit you hit the nail on the head with that one. Mm-hmm. You hit the nail on the head with that. But one. before we get off college football, I want to say. What do you think about, man, these coaches getting all this crazy money? Uh, Brian Kelly left Notre Dame to go to LSU. Lincoln Riley left no, Oklahoma to go to USC. Like, And they throwing some major money at these fellas. Winning is everything. When you win, especially in college football, yeah. they'll throw the whole bank at you. And that's what we're seeing. Brian Kelly, he going to have the – pressure of winning the national championship at LSU now Mm -hmm. and I think he'll get it done and for those that don't know Brian Kelly comes from Grand Valley and so where he started his national championship coaching career and so man he'll get it done but it just goes to show not only that you can grind and take yourself all the way to the top to major programs but now you're getting paid by these million trillion dollar endowments from these boosters and institutions and alumni, mm-hmm. a boatload of money that's just unreal. It shows you the significance and the power of winning, yep. but a coach with a name. Yep. Correct. Name and a resume. What the resume. They pretty much like, help me help you. Yep. You want the national championship? We got what you need here for that. Mm-hmm. Both of those schools say that. You know, Lincoln Riley the same way. So I think it's a beautiful thing. These guys are the money is getting ran up. But I just think it's it's just crazy, man, just to think about they make more than NFL coaches. They do. And that's something that you, <laughs> that, that needs to be said. And, that, again, that's something that needs to be recognized. Money drives everything, guys. Sports is no longer about sports. It's all business now. It's mm-hmm. all about production, winning, 
and producing at the highest level. Mm-hmm. Listen, guys, we won't we won't hold this episode up no further, man. We just happy to get back to doing what we do. Again, mm-hmm. we want to wish you guys happy New Year's. We want to say major salute for those rocking with us for season two, episode one of Deeper Than Sports. Mm-hmm. Please make sure you like, subscribe, and tap in because we plan to come to you guys each and every week with nothing but heat. Till next time, it's me, Chris Sane, and my homie, Big mm-hmm. E. Thanks for joining us. Check y'all later. And we'll see y'all later. Peace.